0: Hello and welcome to this, another edition of Words from the Word of God. Thank you so much for joining us today. Christ glorified, Christ glorified. We could say amen and amen there, but we must allow the Word of God to speak to our hearts concerning his glorification with the Father there in heaven. You know, it is so important that we grasp this. It is so important that we look at this, and the reasons for this we'll cover here as the Lord leads. But let's begin to look. The Word of God takes us here again to the book of Hebrews. The book of Hebrews. uh, You know, in the book of Hebrews, the Word of God highly, and I say highly, exalts uh, Christ and his finished redemptive work. And might I say, for his finished redemptive work, Christ is highly exalted. Thereby, the word of God gives us, if I may say, a remarkable verbal portrait of his eternal place of majesty and authority, his eternal place of dominion, his place of preeminence. And might I say, above all, his eternal place of honor, seated at the right hand of God the Father on high. Join with me now as we read these wonderful scriptures as recorded here in the book of Hebrews. And I I, I pray that if you don't have your Bibles with you, I pray that you would pause the broadcast and grab them. And let's read along together and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to our hearts through the word of God of our exalted Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the Lord. The book of Hebrews opens here in the first chapter. God says in his word, he says, God who is, and this is verse one, God who in sundry times, in different times, and in diverse manners, in various ways, spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by who? one other than his son, Jesus Christ. Whom he hath appointed. Listen to the language here, and we get the point, and the the, the portrait begins to be uh, painted here, right here, starting as right here as the word of God starts off in the book of Hebrews, chapter one. He said, "Whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also." He made the worlds. that speaks of Christ's coexistence and co-eternality, which he had with the father before the world, before the world was and before things were created. And it goes on who speaking of Christ being the brightness of his speaking of God's glory, who being in the, the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person And I want you to listen to the eternal power here. And upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of majesty on high. At the right hand of majesty on high. The first three verses in this wonderful book here uh, set that tone that majestic, that majesty, that honor, that dominion, that rulership, the the headship uh, of Christ as he has been restored to his rightful place there at the right hand of the Father on high. But it speaks of the majesty on high. And then it says over here in in verse 8, But unto the Son he saith, Thy throne, O God. Now this is deity speaking to deity, God the Father speaking to God the Son. Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. The scepter uh, is something that the king would bear for authority, and it, it speaks of his kingdom so therefore it's it's referring to him as the king uh in his kingly position at the the throne of majesty on high and it says. For thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thine hands. Therefore, giving him the uh, creative power, again stating his co-eternality and coexistence with the Father there at creation, And we know John speaks of this in his gospel, John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. But then we'll move on here. And they shall perish, but thou remainest, and they all shall wax old as doth the garment. And as a vesture shalt thou fold them up, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. But to which of the angels said he at any time, sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool? What wonderful revelation we have from the word of God concerning, see what I was talking about, how the word of God highly exalts him. It doesn't just state small things. It tells us that Jesus Christ is, in fact, the King of glory. Now, as we continue on in the word of God in later broadcast as the Lord leads, we will see him as the returning King of glory there in the book of Revelation. It depends on how the Lord leads. Now, we're following what the Holy Spirit leads us to do here. But let's turn over here to Hebrews chapter 2, verse 9 as we move on. But we see Jesus. Who do we see? Jesus. None other. Who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned, crowned, again, another king, kingship word, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. That states of his eternal person and his eternal purpose, that he should taste death by the grace of God by the grace of God and only by the, the the grace of God his unmerited favor toward and love for you and me and all of mankind This is why Christ and his obedience, as Paul talked about there in Philippians chapter two, his obedience unto death, even the death of the cross because of that obedience and the obedience to the will of the father. This is why Christ has been highly exalted. This is why he has been glorified at the point of his ascension in heaven, Christ and none other. Because he came to do the Father's will, and he accomplished that at Calvary's cross. Let's move on to Hebrews chapter 8, verse 1 here. The word of God tells us here, Now, it's again speaking of Jesus Christ. Now listen to these words here as we begin this verse. Now of the things which we have spoken, this is the Son. This is what the author is saying right here. Of all that I have spoken to this point, this is the whole of it. This is the sum. We have such an high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of of the majesty in the heavens. The right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens. Let's move on. Hebrews chapter uh, 10, Hebrews chapter 10, we'll go to verse 12 in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 12 tells us here, but this man, speaking of Christ, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever. It wasn't a temporary thing. It was eternal. Remember, his cross was eternal. The effects of his cross are eternal. The salvation that comes through the grace of God through faith, our faith in him and him alone is eternal. For it had once, after offering one sacrifice of for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. Finally, as we continue on here, uh, Hebrews chapter 12, I want to start verse 2 here. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. Listen to this last portion of this verse. And is sat down, is sat down at the right hand Of the throne of God, for consider him who endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Folks, what wonderful, what wonderful, marvelous description we have of our exalted Lord Jesus Christ returned and restored to the glory which he had with the Father before the world was. I want to read something right here in John, his prayer here in John chapter 17. Gospel of John chapter 17, starting in verse 1. These words spake Jesus lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy Son, that thy Son also may glorify thee With the glory which I had with thee before the world was. Folks, what we have read here in the book of Hebrews is an answer to this prayer. It shows us that God has glorified his son. And not only that, but why? Why did he glorify him? He said, for right here, he says, I have glorified thee on earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. Jesus has not even gone to the cross yet, but he knows of his triumphance over death, hell, and sin, and Satan. Uh, in his resurrection and his ascension back to the Father. But he is stating that right here is a finished work. And it is, as he is stating it, and as it's phrased here, it's already a stated historical fact that the work of redemption is completed. It is already finished. And that is verified and confirmed there in John chapter 19, verse, verse 30, when Jesus said, it is finished when, before he gave up the ghost. And we know he's resurrected and he ascended into heaven. Now, we have seen his glory. We have seen him highly exalted. It has The word of God has painted a verbal, verbal portrait for us to take in. Now, I ask you this question. What do we do with this? What do we do with all the scripture? let's look at this right quick i want to look at three three verses and i'll be closing here pretty soon but bear with me the word of god tells us here and i'll read three quick verses here hebrews chapter 2 verse 9 but we see jesus We see Jesus. Now, turn over with me there to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 and 3. I want to read the first part of those verses. Verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And then verse 3, for consider him, for consider Christ that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself we see Jesus looking unto Jesus and considering him folks that is that is more than just a glance of the eye a passing glance and then keeping on going that is more than an intellectual view it is speaking there of above all else in our lives, everything that we deal with, everything that is in our life. No, we, in comparison to the King of glory, Jesus Christ, he is the only one that we can look to for our salvation. And that that is more than a, a visual sight, a passing glance, or the intellectual knowledge. No, it should go straightly to our hearts. But, and I'm not talking about the, muscle beating in our chest, I'm talking about the deepest recesses of our soul and our spirit. We must look, we must see, and we must consider Jesus Christ, who finished the work, God's redemptive work on the cross, On the cross for you and I. And for the whole world. He shed every drop of his precious blood. So how do we. See him. How do we consider him. And how do we look to him. Number one we listen to the word of God. Which we have had. Wonderfully revealed to us today. Through the book of Hebrews. Of his highly exalted position. There at the right hand of the father in heaven. But we must allow the Holy Spirit to take hold of our hearts for us to truly consider, for us to truly see, and for us to truly look unto him in our hearts, with our hearts, with all of our hearts, we must allow the Holy Spirit to do his work. Jesus stated to his disciples and said to us in John, the Gospel of John chapter 16, and I'll be quick here. He said, nevertheless, this is verse 7 of chapter 16, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away, for if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you, but if I depart, I will send him unto you. Now I want you to listen to the three workings of the Holy Spirit here, and when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin. That word reproved there is either convict or convince He will convict, convince the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they believe not on me. That is your state right now, sinner friend, the Holy Spirit. If you have heard uh, that voice telling you to come to Christ today, that's the Holy Spirit convincing you and convicting you of your sinful life. And he is telling you and directing you to the cross. He is telling you to look, to see, and to consider Jesus Christ, the one above all things, one who is highly exalted, the one who gave his life on the cross for you. Not only that, will we move on of righteousness, because I go to my father, and ye see me no more. That is speaking of none other than faith. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You have heard the word of God, Jesus Christ, said, I go to my father, and ye see me no more. Faith, the just are the just shall live by faith. We are justified. That means God declares us righteous righteous in Christ by our faith not by our sight but by our faith therefore Christ said I'm going to my father and you see me no more so we must place our faith and the way we do that is to look to him to see him and to consider him in our hearts by the working of the Holy Spirit and his convincing and convicting work. And it says of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. Sin has been judged. The prince of this world has been judged and defeated. The power of sin and Satan and death is defeated in Christ's resurrection and his glorification in heaven. We must place our faith in him. And this is what the word of God and the Lord Jesus Christ is telling us here today. You have heard the truth. He said, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you you free. Jesus Christ said, I am the light of the world. He has come to shine light into your darkness. Remember what it said there. He is the brightness of his glory. Christ is the brightness of God's glory. God's glory is expressed through Scripture as light, a light that lights up darkness, that turns out and dispels all darkness where there can be no darkness to dwell. It has no power in the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Won't you come to him today? Won't you give your life to him today? All you have to do is say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, but I know you gave your life for a ransom for my sins. I confess my sins to you today, and I ask you to come into my heart and save my soul and be my lord and savior i know that you are the resurrected son of god and i know you are glorified and i know if i look to you and i see you and i consider you in my heart by the convicting power of what's convicting me now what's calling me to you now and that's the power of the holy spirit i invite you into my heart and i invite you into my life to be my lord and savior i promise you he will not reject you today sinner friend if you have not received him i invite you to do so before it's eternally too late thank you so much for joining me today and i look forward to the next time that we can share in a word from the word of god god bless